You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's today's most interesting thing in tech from Nicholas Thompson, Editor-in-Chief of Wired. Support for this podcast and the following message come from TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade's learning experience is curated from their vast library of exclusive content and customizes to fit your investing goals and interests. Get started at tdameritrade.com education. The most interesting thing in tech is a story that just appeared in the Wall Street Journal about Facebook. And it's a dive into an effort that started at Facebook after the 2016 election to determine whether Facebook was driving people apart, making politics more partisan, leading to more civil dissent. It's a very interesting story. It's a period at Facebook and an issue that I've written a lot about, but there's all kinds of new information in this story. So here's what happened. After the 2016 election and Trump's victory, Facebook did a lot of soul searching written a lot about it, right? Not what role did Facebook play in electing Trump, but more what role did Facebook play in creating a political environment that led to the chaos, unhappiness, mass partisanship that we saw in 2016. Chris Cox, who was then one of the top executives, started an effort and he hired a guy who ran Netflix's recommendation engine, who started to look, well, does Facebook push us into filter bubbles? Does Facebook make us more partisan? Came up with a whole bunch of recommendations to try to reduce that reduce what I think is a serious problem on Facebook. One of the recommendations was to limit the weight given to super sharers on Facebook. Right? There's a small number of Facebook users who spend 12 hours a day on the platform liking, sharing, commenting. And to a large degree, they're hyper-partisan. Right? The people who are more thoughtful, less rampant, like to pause before posting an opinion, they don't spend as much time on Facebook. So the question is, do you give lots of weight to the hyper-partisan small number of people who post a ton or to the vast majority of people who post a little? And the recommendation was actually Facebook. Hey, if you gave more weight to the second group, to the smaller group who spend less time on Facebook, you would have a much better ecosystem of information. So that recommendation came up from this working group and it went to Joel Kaplan. Joel is one of the top policy officials at Facebook. He is a veteran of Republican White Houses. He's famous for sitting right behind Brett Kavanaugh during the confirmation hearings. And Kaplan said, no, I don't like that idea. And you can imagine some good justifications, right? You don't want Facebook, first of all, is in favor of free speech, so limiting some people's speech is problematic. Secondly, 
people who spend time on Facebook should be rewarded for spending their time on Facebook. I can see that argument. But it's also, you've got to assume it was because Kaplan knew that if you were to make this change, it would highly affect the right wing because the most hyper-partisan Facebook users very frequently on the far right. And I'm not saying Kaplan wanted to help the right in a political arguments. What I'm saying is that he didn't want to disadvantage a group that could lead to a backlash from Republicans who run the government. This has been a typical problem at Facebook. They worry that any change to the algorithm will lead to a backlash among the people who run Washington and who regulate the company. And so Kaplan said no. Argument went to Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, it seems, mostly said no. Facebook didn't make the changes. And Facebook has remained hyperpartisan, continues to push people into filter bubbles, has some not very salutary effects on American elections. It's a big story, and it's one that I didn't know. I knew that Facebook had thought a lot about this. I knew that there had been internal efforts. I did not know it had been quite this specific and that it had been quashed quite this way. All right, see you tomorrow. Get more great stories from Wired in our daily newsletter. Sign up at wired.com daily. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.